0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, for those of you that are not new in church, this, not, this should not be your first Total Life Transformation Rodeo. This is a season where we challenge you to experience Transformation. In every aspect of your life. And bless God, we have so many testimonies of transformation in this ministry and in this church. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. What is transformation again? Um, It means to change. In form, in appearance, or in structure. In other words, to metamorphose. To, to just change. So you are a caterpillar crawling, but after a process and a sequence of events, you are now a butterfly that is flying. Hallelujah. The same thing. Not another thing, no, the same. the same you. Praise God. Once I was blind, but now I see. Some things have happened in my life And where I used to be sick, I'm now healed. Hallelujah. Where I used to be broke, I'm now rich. Praise God. Where I used to be downcast and depressed, I'm now a fountain and a reservoir of joy. Hallelujah. My story has changed. It means to change in condition. And this is mainly our focus because when you talk about change... Many times, we are only, many, many times we are only thinking about the outside, and there's nothing wrong with that, and we need that change on the outside. But please understand that outside change alone sometimes can be superficial. So yes, you have more money, but really and truly you have not changed. Yes, you are now living in a bigger house, but really and truly you have not changed. Yes, you are now married, but really and truly you have not changed. Because at the depth of transformation, it's a change in nature, in character. It is a conversion. Amen. And let me tell you something I've learned from experience. In fact, I noticed this about me in the last few weeks. Sometimes, the demons or the challenges you have overcome before, Five years ago, you overcame that thing. Ten years ago, you overcame that thing. They can come back. (laughs) And that's when you really know whether the change or the transformation you experienced was a real one or a superficial one. If it was just surface transformation, when those things come back, you will fall into that trouble again. And the thing that it seemed you had dealt with for the last three, four, five years, in fact, you are now in the worst case. But if it was a real transformation, anybody interested in a real transformation? An inner one. You will be able to overcome that challenge again. Jesus said this to them once. He said, um, when an evil spirit leaves a man, when we cast out a devil, he goes about walking around in dry places. Then he comes back. They always come back. They always come back. How many people have had challenges you had overcome before, but then they came back? Come and talk to me. Okay, only five or six of us want to be real. Okay, <laughs> praise the Lord. God will help the rest of you. <laughs> Amen. They always come back. And watch this. And when they come back, they come back bigger, better. He said, if he sees that the house is garnished and empty, the guy only has surface transformation. On the inside, he's still as rascally as he was. That devil said, I'm not going to come back by myself. He now goes and brings seven more wicked devils. See, that's why sometimes some people, it's like it's from frying pan to fire. Have you seen, okay, I know you don't want to talk about yourself, but have you seen someone that has gone from frying pan to fire before? (laughs) (coughs) So listen to me. What I'm getting at is this. You owe it to yourself to make sure your change is real, not just surface. And that's why we are saying, that, and I think that's why God gave us this thing: Knowing Jesus. Not knowing the money Jesus gives or knowing about Jesus. There is nothing wrong with knowing the money or the healing that Jesus gives or knowing about Jesus. There were many people that did that in the Bible and Jesus did not condemn them. When the woman with the issue of blood came, they didn't tell us that she was interested in knowing Jesus. They said she had heard about Jesus. She came for one purpose alone, to get her healing. And whether she came to church the following Sunday, we were not told. In fact, we read when Jesus was being crucified, the same people that he healed, the same people that he delivered from demons, the same people that he healed their children, they were the ones shouting crucify him. They were the ones shouting crucify him. Praise the Lord. So there is this superficial level, it's not bad in itself. So, In fact, I want you to be healed. Somebody say, I receive my healing now. I want you to be blessed and prosper financially. Say, I receive my provision now. Like an echo plan will say, it's a stupid pastor that will be causing people or not believing for the people that he receives tithe and offerings from not to prosper financially. I'm not that stupid. If I was born at night, it wasn't last night. But I also understand that our walk with Christ must go beyond the things. It must. It must go beyond the surface. It must be about Him. And like we saw on Sunday, Jesus was so excited when those people came. And the question was just different. It wasn't like Jairus that said, Come and heal my daughter. I mean, when Jairus came, he said, Come and heal my daughter. It wasn't like the woman with your brother says, If I can touch you, I, I shall be made whole. Now, interestingly, I was studying that text again. We don't know whether the people too wanted healing. So maybe it's just that the Holy Ghost just helped them to write the right question. We didn't see their heart. But they didn't ask for things. They asked for him. Hallelujah. And please catch this. It's a major shift. I feel God is bringing this word to us because many of us need this word at this time. And total life transformation is for three months. It's a series we run for three months June, July, and August. So there's more than enough time for the Holy Ghost to work with you if you will cooperate with Him. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Shift from the things alone to Him, the provider of the things. We're going to study that text at length. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is also our month of love. So, in this midweek services, I want to run us on a, teach, um, a, a teaching series what I have titled Knowing Love. Throughout total life transformation, we are talking about knowing Jesus, knowing God, knowing the Holy Spirit, knowing the person behind the things that we have. So, we will not fall into the trap of receiving the healing and not knowing the healer. Which is possible to experience. We will not fall into the trap of receiving the provision of the shepherd and not knowing the shepherd. And this is one major, major will. Watch this, watch this, because this happens to all of us. How do you feel when it looks like the provision the shepherd is bringing is not there? Even though the shepherd is there. You know, the shepherd said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So now the money is not there, the provision is not there. Are you depressed? Now I'm not saying are you tempted to be depressed. I'm saying are you depressed? There's a big difference. The temptation will come. You will not be normal if the temptation is not it doesn't come. The question is do you embrace the temptation or in your wilderness experience do you still hold on to the shepherd even though it looks as if his provision is not there? That's where we need to get to. Where like apostle Paul said, I have learned to abound and to be abased. So whether I don't have anything, no, I am still joyful because the one that provides the things is still with me. Can I hear a loud? Amen. amen. Or, or, whether I have abundance. This is the problem with Western civilization or nations where I was hearing an amazing statistics. We've all heard about the revival that took place in South Korea. And South Korea is one of the most developed nations in the world now. Now they're on a decline. The same thing that happened in Europe is happening there. What what I read is that in recent years, over 10,000 churches had to close up in South Korea. The people are no more interested in coming to church. Why? When they were broke, they were coming. But now they are no longer broke. We don't have to pray to get job anymore. (laughs) And this this is a path humanity has walked. Read your Bible. This was the description of the story of the children of Israel. When things were going rough, they would call on to God. When they prosper, they forget God, they start worshiping idols. You see, it was about the things, not about the giver of the things. And I've shared this with us in this church. This is one of my biggest concerns for this nation and the church in Nigeria. And I'm asking myself sometimes... You know, many of us that comment about the state of affairs in the nation, we're asking her with all the light we have, with all the Christianity we have, why hasn't our country changed? I'm asking myself whether it is God trying to just hold back. Don't change it yet. Because I know these people is the things they are interested in. If their country should develop, church will be empty next Sunday. Don't move too much, the one I'm talking about you. Because they are not mature. They are not mature. What would happen to you when Dr. Robert Stadon came, he was sharing something with us in the lounge there. And he said something very powerful. He said the problem with America and Europe now is they are not having revival in those countries like we are in places like Africa, Nigeria, third world countries. Because the only way people have learned to preach the gospel is to preach to people that have need people that have need of jobs, people that have need of money, people that have need of transportation, people that have need. So they, they, you can prick the God. What happens where you are, the country where there's no need of job? Donald Trump is now president. Unemployment rate has dropped to 3.8%. We don't have to pray to get a job. We don't have to believe God for electricity. The government will provide it. How we still relate with God and he said western civilization hasn't learned the church in these countries haven't learned that yet where you are talking to someone that doesn't need anything I don't even need to pray for husband I can go online and look for a dating site and speed date and in one month ten men can propose to me I have to, you, do, you don't need prayer to get a date there's internet I have high speed internet <laughs> I don't need night video how, how do you reach such people? And this is, oh, did you didn't hear the news yesterday about this designer man that is worth 2.7 billion that killed herself. I mean, see, whether you're on the abyss side or you're on the abound side, if you miss Jesus, you will still be in trouble. Why would someone, I mean, I know many of you, know, nobody will you kill yourself if you have to something billion dollars. Am I right? Am I right? Talk to me now. It is because you don't have it. <laughs> and you don't know the problems of people that have it. Just like there are real problems with you, because you are believing for job and money and all that. there are problems on the other side as well: to manage 2 point something billion. And just the same way that your own problems of lack of your own is not abundance you have but are, yeah, and is making you worry. that person too is also worrying on that side. I know you will not believe it all, but I'm telling you. Anybody that has tasted any level of prosperity, knows know that there's a problem on the other side as well. So the earlier you know Jesus and learn to make your life about him and not all these things, the better you will enjoy your Christian journey. So that you won't be like those people who read about in the Bible or we know about in history. That now that there is no more perceived need, they are not coming to church anymore. Or they are doing one level of religious, <coughs> religion. No more Christianity. Hallelujah. You guys are looking as if I have your attention. If I have your attention, say, Pastor, go on. So we need to know love because the Bible tells us Jesus is love or God is love. So that I want us to study love again. Or let's look deeper at love. First John chapter 4, I love the title in my Bible from verse 7, knowing God through love. God is love, the Bible tells us, and that's what this text tells us, verses 7 and 8. "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, number one, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So on one level, love is of God or love comes from God or love flows from God. But on a deeper level, God is love or love is God. Anywhere you see love, and we are talking agape here, the God kind of love, it is as if God was there himself. So we can't see God, we can't feel God, and we may not even know or have a reference point of God but thank god for the bible the bible has told us god is love and the bible told us the attributes of agape specifically in texts like 1 corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8 and many other parts of the scripture new testament they told us the attributes of agape love is patient or god is patient so any impatient person that person is not walking in god or doesn't know god And that is not to condemn you, that is to actually teach you and correct you that, hey, hold on the brakes, my brother, my sister. He that make haste will run into error. Relax. God is patient. Ah, Pastor Tia, do you know that? Love is patient. And God is love. So we need to know love. We need to be deeper in love. We need to have a revelation, a deeper, greater, stronger, richer revelation of love. Because as we do that, we will know Jesus. We will know God. And whether we have or we don't have, whether things are positive or things are negative, we can still stand straight. Not that you are depressed because for the last six months, the man you have been believing God for has not showed up. You shouldn't live like that. Or the guy has now showed up. That's why we are now seeing you in church anymore. You also should not leave. It can be either way. You don't because of things fall out with God. It is a manifestation that you don't know God. And again, that's not to make you feel bad. That's okay. Let's let's know God. Let's know love. First Corinthians thirteen eight. Love never fails. God never fails. And if you have God, you will never fail. Can I hear a loud amen. amen? Hallelujah. So what we, you, should, you and I have to avoid is, you see, because you come to church, you may be telling yourself, I know God now, nah, I go for midweek service every Wednesday. That doesn't mean you know God. Or, let me say it in a better way, that doesn't mean you know God as you ought. How can we test that you know God as you ought? Is if you know love as you ought. And you should study love, believe God for a fresh revelation of love, and use that to examine yourself. Because you may have known love in January, but this is now June. Five months have come and gone. The breakthrough you thought God would give you in January has not come. And now you are not patient anymore. Or you are not kind anymore. Or you are not, uh, you are not faithful anymore. And though you are still coming to church, in fact, you are the one preaching the sermon, you are the director of operations. But, sir. That means your knowledge of God has slipped. Because whether the breakthrough has come or has not come, God is God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And if you know God or God was there, you will still be faithful, Pastor T. Again, this is not to condemn you. It's just, okay, in case you have missed your road, you can draw back. Because what God wants you to have is a testimony of love never fails. Lift and say, I receive it, I will never fail. In June, I will not fail. In 2018, I will not fail. All the days of my life, I will not fail. Because I walk in love. To walk in it, you must know it. I love 1 Corinthians 12, 31. Another reason why we should study love and know love and walk in love. He said, I will show you a more excellent way. Referring to love. We We are praying for the excelling wisdom. How am I going to appropriate, excelling wisdom, or am I going to live a more excellent life? Anybody interested in a more excellent life? Would you like the second half of 2018 to be better than your first half of 2018? Oh. Ah, only five people. Would you like June to be better than January to May altogether? Oh. That is more excellent. Okay, I, I can pray for it. It's beautiful, and we should pray for it. We did that, but the Bible says it's not just pray for it. Walk in love. The more excellent way is the way of love. And you may you watch this. So you may be praying torn down uh, from heaven to the earth. And you are getting some results or something is happening. But it's not only by prayer, it's by knowing love and consciously walking in love. Which you will not be able to do if you don't learn love. Hallelujah. So that you can know whether you are walking in it or not. How many times have we seen this happen a lot in church? And you you, you and I can even bear witness to it in our life. You thought this was what to do, and you did that thing, and did that thing, and did that thing, and the whole year has come by, two years have come by, and you have not seen the results yet. And yet, what you are doing was from the Bible. Most likely, it's because of revelations like this. Maybe there are five things to do, but the only one you know is prayer. And thank God you are praying, but prayer alone will not get you the results you desire. Hallelujah. Second Peter one, we're we'll getting to learn. Peter said, "Add, add, add, add." He gave us about fourteen things to add to our faith. So someone came for faith and they told him, "Faith is the key." They, they they preached Hebrews eleven, and Hebrews eleven only mentioned faith. Did not mention anything else. By faith they got it, and you now left and you thought it's only faith, and you have now run faith for two years and you have not gotten the results that Abraham got, because the Bible is not only Hebrews eleven. Hebrews 11 is just a chapter in the Bible. A very important chapter. A very serious chapter. A chapter we can do an entire conference on <laughs> for a whole year. But it's not the only thing in the Bible. So you will come to Galatians 5 that says faith worked by love. And you can be doing faith and not doing love because you have not learned love. And even though you are doing faith, you are doing prayer, you don't have the complete mix yet. My brother and my sister, that may be why your life is like that but no condemnation somebody say no condemnation just be open to learn add Peter said add I will show you a more excellent way so that means there are other ways hallelujah but this one is the more excellent. this is the one that will get the results more than the others this is the one that you can't afford to not do this one even if you are doing the others you should make sure you do this one. This is the main, the main. This is the master key. The way of love. The way of love. All right. First John 4, 16. This is the main text I want us to look at tonight. Watch this. I quoted it on Sunday. I want us to look at it again. Let's break it down a little further. And First John 4, 16. Talking about love. Knowing love. Lift your hands and pray with me tonight. Heavenly Father, my desire this season is to know Jesus more than ever before. And I understand that Jesus is love. So my desire also is to know love more than ever before. Grant me understanding. Grant me illumination. Let me see things I've never seen before. And above all, let me walk in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These things are revealed for us to walk in them. Like I showed with us on Sunday. I shared with us on Sunday. God has been dreaming me about that. Jesus is a soul winner. And the reason why they gave us that revelation is that you too should become a soul winner. What kind of Christian are you that you don't want to live a life like Jesus? That's what the word Christian is. When they call them Christian, it was a namesake. It's like calling them Niger. All of us are shouting Nigeria, Niger now because of our Jesse. Jesse doesn't even walk up. Oh, let me leave that one one side. Let me just focus on what I'm saying. Why are we saying when we say Niger, You are behaving like a Nigerian. Why are we saying when we say you are a Christian? You are behaving like a Christian. So when it is revealed to you that Christ is a reaper of souls, and you, you are not reaping any souls, you are not involved in any soul winning, five months of a year have gone, you should examine yourself, not condemn yourself. I need to change, transform. From inside. Real one, no, not surface one. Not evangelism, I'm doing so that pastor will say, I, have to, I I mark the attendance. That, yeah, you can you, you, be if you do that one. Real change. From within. I want to be like Jesus. Please cue that song for me on Sunday. Oh, to be like you. Give all I have just to know. Yeah, that, that, that is it. That is the heart of Christianity. Oh, to be like you. So he reveals himself to us. So that we can be like him. Hallelujah. That's the whole essence. And we keep praying and we keep learning and we keep having him groom us that we may come to the full measure of the, statu- the knowledge of the measure of the stature of Christ. As he is, so are we in this world. So when we see love or when we see things about love, it's him they're talking about. And these ones are even better because these ones are now qualities. Qualities. Sometimes when you say Jesus is a person you are seeing, and you may say, okay, that's his own personality. This, this is not about personality. There are qualities here. We have known and believed the love. First John four sixteen, That God has for us. God is love. They told us that in verse 8. They're telling us again in verse 16. And watch this. He who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Amazing. Hallelujah. So it's not a matter of, hey, I don't know what to do. Mm, do love. Don't say in your heart, who will ascend to heaven and bring Christ down or who will go into the deep and bring Christ up. Mm, the word is in your mouth. Do love. What should I do about love? They told us three powerful things here. Number one, we have known the love. Know the love. That's powerful. Number two, and believed the love. So, believe the love. This is how you do love. Number one, you know it. What do you mean by know it? You have a revelation of it. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Well, know the love. to believe the love we have known and believe the love. And number three, abide in the love. That's how you do love. You can't do a love you don't know. Hallelujah. And if you know it and you don't believe it, okay, there, there, I have revelation about I mean, I don't really believe it. It still will not work for you. And if you know it and believe it, but don't abide in it, it still may not work for you. He told you what to do with it. He told you, know the love we, we have known. He was even talking about it in past tense, in faith language. Now we are going to know. We have known and believed. Then abide, present continuous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Known the love, it speaks of revelation. So we are not talking about just hearing the love. We are not talking about just mentally understanding the love or mentally assenting to the love we are not even just talking about coming for a midweek service or coming for a conference or coming for a three-month series of teaching in your church where the pastor teaches the love no we are talking about having a revelation of the love something god unveils to you not something pastor teaches you Mm -mm. let me talk about that revelation part that known when the bible uses the word known like that revelation He's not talking about you coming to church and hearing your pastor teach. No, it's good to come to church and let your pastor teach. Many times revelation can dawn on you when your pastor is teaching. But there's a big difference between having a revelation and hearing your pastor teach. Many of us love the sermon of the pastor on a Sunday morning. Many of us love the revelation of the pastor during a conference. But we still don't have a revelation of what has been said. The veil has not yet been taken away. Hallelujah. Revelation. Let me say this to you here. Because of time, only God can give you revelation. Only the Holy Spirit can open the eyes of your understanding. A man cannot do it. A book cannot do it. A service cannot do it. A conference cannot get it done. It can happen during a conference, it can happen during a service, it can happen while you are reading reading a book, it can happen when you are listening to a man. But it takes an operation of the spirit of God, hallelujah, to have real revelation. And that's what you need to do with love. This is not a theoretical thing, this is not a human thing, this is a divine thing. The love that God has for you has to be revealed to you, for it to work for you. Hallelujah. Hosea 6 and 6. Hear the word of the Lord. Hosea 6 and 6. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And knowledge of God. Revelation of God. More than burnt offerings. He's not telling you not to make sacrifices. He's not telling you not to give offerings. You have plenty scriptures that teach that. But he's telling you that more than I want you to be giving offerings and making sacrifices in church, I want you to have a revelation of me. A revelation of me. And sometimes you don't get the best fruits or returns or harvest on our offerings and sacrifices. Whether it's financial or stewardship, not because we are not doing them. We're actually doing them, but we lack a revelation. Or let me qualify it a bit better, a fresh revelation of God. Lift your hands and say, Father, grant me a fresh revelation. See, the way you're praying that way, it won't come that way. You really need to pray it seriously. If you understand what I'm saying, Lift those hands and pray to God. Say, Father, this season, grant me a fresh revelation of your love for me. That's what you need. You need God through the operation of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you to reveal the love he has to you. Not just here, Dr. K, preach it. Let me tell you how you know whether you have a real revelation. When you are going through a storm, oh, let me make it a bit closer. The last storm you went through, how did you behave? Still examining yourself. How did you behave? The last financial storm, the last health storm the last traffic storm how did you behave did you cry and bawl and lose it that's how people that don't have a revelation a fresh revelation behave or were you excited even though you are going through a storm were you still thanking and still praising you all of us are going to be tempted forget about the temptation i'm saying how did you respond the revelation is what will drive the right response. And any time you catch yourself messing up or not behaving the way you ought, it will tell you that ah, this revelation is not in me as it ought to be. When you start getting depressed and crying because of challenges and not remembering or being conscious of the love of the Father, it means your revelation of His love is not as it ought to be. One person is still with me tonight. Amen. Amen. So it tells us in Hosea 4.6 that people are destroyed because of a lack of revelation knowledge of God. It's not because the challenge came. No, the challenge came to everybody. But challenges came and some people went higher. And challenges came and some people went under. What was the difference? The revelation of God that they had when the problem came. You need revelation. Say with me, I need revelation. revelation. Second Peter 1. Verses 2 to 4, please know that text. If I read the whole chapter, but like towards the end, because this is where Peter was telling you to your faith, add certain things. And he told you that because in verse 2 to 4, he told you grace and peace are multiplied to you. Is anybody interested in more grace? Are you interested in more peace? It comes through the knowledge of God, the revelation of God you have when you need the grace and the peace. Hallelujah. When you need it, when you need it manifest, you need a revelation of God. That is when you need it the most. When you are going through the valley of the shadow. When you are going through your midnight hour. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. Even though they were going through a midnight hour because they had a revelation of God. Other people cry and get depressed and throw in the towel because they lack a revelation of God. Pray for a revelation of God. Ask when, you, when you see you need it, only God can give it to you, sir. Praise God. And when God gives it, you need to take it by faith. Hallelujah. There's a fresh revelation for somebody here tonight. Lift your hands and take it by faith in the name of Jesus. Sometimes these things can be taught or it is imparted while it's being taught. Sometimes you just catch it. You just catch it. Praise God. Grace and peace is multiplied through knowledge. His divine power, verse 3, has given unto us all things. There is nothing the revelation of God cannot cover. Healing, deliverance, provision, elevation, all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him. So when we lack the knowledge of him, like we were talking about in Hosea 4, 6, we fall short or we are destroyed or we don't experience what god wants us to experience that will never again be your story in jesus name Amen. to no love you need a revelation of love and it comes doing the things we said you should do let I me mean, thank god for a church like this these things are not difficult you know god in the place of prayer when you are praying believe for revelation you know him in the place of the word read the word <laughs> meditate on the word these are the places where the holy ghost can open your eyes to revelation you will not have it if you don't spend time in the word it is the word itself is the container of the revelation you will not catch it if you don't spend time in the place of prayer I gave you four things on Sunday, how you can know him, how this revelation can come in the place of prayer, in the place of worship, moments, and lifestyle of worship. <laughs> let, let, let me say this to us. Look, our church is growing and getting bigger now. We used to do 30 minutes, 20 minutes of worship before in church. Now it's 10 minutes. And I told our worship leaders, you don't have the time to believe in anybody in worship anymore. You just have time to inspire people. They should go home and learn how to worship God. Should, you, 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 you can't be waiting on church to be, to, for you to be worshiping. Mm. The time is not there. We can't even do Thanksgiving service every month now. We can't do crossover service. There are too many things because there are more needs. So we need different kinds of services. So it's dangerous for anybody to be in this church and the person doesn't know how to be a worshiper by yourself. Moments, thank God for the church. We can have moments in church, but we can't have a lifestyle of worship in church. The service is just less than two hours. Permit me, permit me. Woe to that believer that doesn't know how to worship. In the context of what I'm saying, no. don't say, Pastor T. Cussed us when I came to church. Mm-mm. I'm not cursing you, I'm teaching you. Who just like Paul said, who am I if I don't preach the gospel? He caught a revelation of Jesus. Jesus is saving souls. I will be a rascal son to be sleeping. Why? So he said, who am I if I don't preach? The he wasn't cursing himself. He just had revelation. You know him in the place of worship. If you are not a worshiper, you won't know him as you ought to know him. And this are all the things we teach and learn in church through the word. Being fulfilled in our lives, like you told them in that text right in Ezekiel when I do my promise, then you will know me. In the place of fulfilling purpose, pursuing purpose, and in the place of obeying commandments. Plus, four I gave you on Sunday, I've added the pursuit and fulfillment of purpose now. Hallelujah. Hmm, only one person. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can't do this love if you don't know it. You can't know it if it doesn't reveal it to you. And you need to know the things to be engaged in for the revelation to come. Hallelujah. And just follow the program of church. And keep getting stronger and stronger and maturing more and more. To the point where you can do it on your own. Church will be like your filling station. You don't live in a filling station. You go there to fill your tank so that you can drive your car where you need to go. So you can't afford to forget what we taught you in church or leave it till the next time you come. Mm. You will remain on the same level of revelation. And that means you can't know him as you ought. Number two, he said, believe the love. And this is interesting. The revelation of the love automatically triggers faith. For the love. I will say that again. In fact, this one way to know whether you have revelation of the love, when there is faith in your heart. When there is no faith, it's a sign or proof positive that there's no fresh revelation. Revelation automatically triggers faith. Say that with me Revelation automatically triggers faith. So, this one way to know whether I need more insight. When you are struggling to believe or to grasp or to walk in what God has said, there are amazing things God has told us in this church. There are at least 10 of you that can individually cover the budget. I mean, there's no reason why anybody should be hungry in the church. I will fix everybody's finances. God has said that, and we can't deny that we had it. If you want to deny me, I, I know what I had. It's the same voice that has told me other things that have come to pass. But you see, it takes a revelation and it takes believing it. Believing it. Stop waiting for me to do things. I've done things already. I'm the one waiting for you. I'm the one waiting for you. You see this teaching of faith, particularly in regards to the love of God, in many of Paul's writings. Romans 5, verse 8. They need to believe. God has told you, I am love. And God has told you, I love you. All right? Now, do you believe it? And it's okay to believe it in a church service like this. But many times, it's not the only place where you need it. You need to believe it when things go wrong. When the money is not there. Do you still believe that God loves you? Romans 5, verse 8. God Demonstrates his own love towards us, and that's why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then he now made this statement in verse 9 much more, now that we are no longer sinners, or now that we are now his children, now that this love has transformed our nature from a nature of sin to a nature of righteous men and women, much more than having been justified by his blood, which was an expression of his love, we shall be saved through the wrath, through, from wrath through him. In other words, much more now we need to believe that love at work. The same love that transformed us from sinners to righteous men, now that we are righteous men can also work for us if we believe. Like when we believed, when we came to the altar and said, Jesus, come into my heart, and he changed our lives. You see the same transformation, but it's now another dimension. And it should now be much more. So as a believer, your faith in the love should be always strong. And stronger than it was when you were a sinner. That's what he's telling you. It won't work if it's not believed. It won't work if you start doubting whether God loves you because one brother or one sister guilted you. The brother may have changed, but God has not changed. Can I hear a loud amen. amen? It won't work if because you lost your job. Or a business deal went, sir. You now start doubting whether God loves you. Mm. The business or the economy may have changed, but God has not changed. So I have learned both to abound and to be abased. It also will not work. If after you made your first big breakthrough, you now forget God. You forget prayer. You forget service. You forget... mm. It has to be believed to work the way it's designed to work. Oh, praise the Lord. That's what Paul taught us in Romans 8. Read from verse 31 to 39. Because of time, let me just read about two or three verses. What then shall we say to these things? Romans 8, 31 to 39, from 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son. What does he mean by he did not spare his own son? He loved us. That's how we demonstrated his love. By sending Jesus to die for us. So, he will love us by not sparing his own son. Watch what he said. How will he not do what? Huh? Go, read on. Finish it. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, now that we are believers, now that the love of God has been demonstrated to us when we were sinners, we can now get every other thing. But we need to believe it much more. And you should not start doubting it because circumstances have gone sour on you. Hallelujah. See, when you do that, it means you don't know love. And you need to change. We have believed. I mean, we have known. And what? Believed. The love. The harder it seems, the more your, your, your faith should rise. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3 talks about... So, in verse 39... Paul now still listing things, I think, from verse 35. Famine cannot separate me from the love of God. Attacks cannot separate me from the love of God. These are things that people now start, when they happen, they doubt the love of God. Verse 39, he now said, neither height nor depth, nor depth, sorry, nor other things created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, I think, verse 38, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. So, look, whoa, 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 all, all that is telling us. He's telling you that even though I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, I still believe the love. Tap two people and three people around you. say, I believe the love, I believe the love. Tap one, that two, and three people, tell them, I don't want anything to separate me from the love of God. Abounding things or abasing things. You see, Jesus is the focus love is the focus and this is where we need to be Ephesians 3 17 to 19 said be rooted this what them by you should be rooted and grounded your faith should be strong Abraham was strong in faith rooted in faith your faith in the love should be strong rooted and grounded in love that's how it works so Knowing love is having a revelation, a fresh revelation. Number two, is believing it. And you need to believe it the most when it looks like it's not working. Hallelujah. So at 99, Abraham was still believing for a child. That's believing the love of God. That's believing that God will not disappoint you. Not like Zachariah that said he will, he will heal a now, you won't see that in your Bible, but if, you, if God should open your eyes of Revelation. You know the interesting thing about that Zechariah? I read Luke chapter 1. Both Zechariah and Mary said the same things. How can these things be? But the attitude was different. Mary's own was, ah, I mean, awe. Oh, you mean God can do this one too? If I not have a child, Zechariah was And God sees the attitude. <laughs> How many of you can speak Christianese very well? Raise your hand. Your Christian is very good. Ah, yes, Jesus is Lord, but your attitude is the <laughs> And God can see that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me quickly close. The last one abide. What does that mean? Live in it, live by it. So this is not something you do every June, because June is the month of love in King's Word. So in June, you live in love. Then from July to December, love has gone down. January to May, love has gone down. Then we pick it up again in June. That's why your life is like that. It's something you must live by. It's not something you do when the pastor starts teaching it alone. Thank God for when the pastor is teaching it. That's why you need the revelation. Somebody say, I catch revelation tonight. And that's why you need the faith. You see, without the revelation and the faith, you can't abide. And you have to abide in it. It works when you abide in it. Knowing it means abiding in it. So it's not something that, ah, you, you, you shout it in church, and by the time you get to the bus stop, you are cursing the bus driver out because he took your 20 naira change, or worse still, you are doing bolekaja with the bus driver. <laughs> bolekaja. Bolekaja. <laughs> It just doesn't get better than that. (laughs) As a demonstration of a loveless life. (laughs) First John. Sorry, John 15. Let, Let me close. Hallelujah. It works when I have a revelation or a fresh revelation of it. It works when I believe. Or knowing it is having a revelation of it, knowing it is believing it, knowing it is abiding in it. In other words, if you are not abiding in love, come to church quite all right, but you are fighting your husband at home. You are not abiding in love. You don't know love. Fighting all your colleagues at work, you don't know love. And you can camouflage it all you want, Christianize it all you want, you are just wasting your time. Just, I'm telling you, it's not moving God. Hallelujah. Verse 4, 1 John 15, I need to close. Abide in me. Who is he? Love. It works when you abide. It is designed to work when you abide. It's not something you can do once in a while. It must be a life. Love must be a life for you. You study the qualities of love. And you leave them. When you are tempted not to be patient, you tell yourself, I am love. I will be patient. When you are tempted not to be gentle, you say, I am gentle. You choose. Abide in me. Any, any media, I'm going to put love. They abide in love. And love will abide in you. A branch, which is who you are, he told us that from verse 1, cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine. Oh, Hallelujah. This is vital. This is knowing love. This is knowing Jesus. When you live like him, and every time you fall or fail, you don't do it, you don't condemn yourself, you repent, you grow, you learn better, connect yourself back. You can be fruitful. So you can not manifest or get the results if you don't abide. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, let me look at your neighbor. Say that anyone can be you. Listen, look at me. You can't tell yourself I'm director of operation. Doesn't it doesn't apply to me. For where? For where? Anyone is anyone. Anyone does not abide in love. Verse 6 He is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. There will be no fruit, there will be no manifestations. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Verse 7, if you abide in me, look at your neighbor and say, abide in love. And my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, hallelujah, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified when you bear more truth. Oh, hallelujah. Abide. So, this just A few examples of how we know love. Through fresh revelations of love, through, what's the second one I shared with you? Faith. (laughs) Believe in it. You go and do evangelism. You cast out the devil from a young girl. A mob beats you up and throws you in prison and flogs you. You don't stay in that place and tell yourself, that is the last free grand Sunday I'm going out for. See now, if you didn't go out now, Pastor C will be saying, "Now you're laughing." Sometimes we do that with other aspects of our lives. You sow a seed, no harvest. That's the last offering I'm going to give. You serve, no manifestation. That's that's I'm not. Ah, I, I cannot be serving like that. You don't know Lord when you're like that. Praise the Lord. Just choose to live by. It. Take faith and abide. And in due season, God will bring the manifestations he has promised you. Rise on your feet. Lift your hands to him. Father, reveal love to me afresh. Come on, lift those hands. Talk to God this evening. I want to know love. 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 Come on, talk to him. I want to know it. More than I've ever known it, deeper than I've ever known it, greater than I've ever known it, richer than I've ever known it. Look, no man can reveal these things to you. Flesh and blood, Jesus told Peter, has not revealed these things to you, but my Father in heaven. Only the Father can, only Jesus can, only the Holy Spirit can. Talk to Him tonight to reveal. To reveal. Can I? And it's the revelation. That will make things work. On this rock, Revelation, I will build my church. Without Revelation, there will be no building. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Without Revelation, the gates of hell will prevail. It will not be your story in Jesus' name. Ask God, reveal love to me. I want to know Jesus more than ever. I want to know love more than ever. It must not remain something they preach in my church. It must be my life. It's not something... The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Itel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org Telephone 234-810-0000640 I do only when I'm in church or when I'm among